This is the Fade You Podcast. Today is Sunday, August 9th. Uh, my name is Matthew James here with Chris Duke and Kmart. And uh, guys, the PGA Championship is in the books. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But Kmart, we just had a final in the NBA. Portland takes care of Philadelphia. It looks like 124-121. Yeah, I'm a time traveler. I told all you guys, you know, take that minus two if you waited for minus three. Straight fuck you to the face. Mm-hmm. Listen to Kmart angles because he knows what he's talking about. I think that's five and zero in the NBA in the last two days. Um, well, we lost on baseball because baseball. I can't buy a victory. Just follow uh, <laughs> Professor Bones here and uh, shit dip McGee <laughs> Dookie poopy. And uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, we here at Fade U will fade each other. We're not afraid of that, but. Uh, Follow me for NBA plays and uh, follow these uh, other two for your MLB, and I don't know if we'll lose. Yeah, we lost uh, on Portland yesterday to start the day, and then I think since then you guys went 3-0 and yesterday after the Portland game and then 2-0. So, yeah, five that's five straight after that Blazers loss yesterday morning. Um, Chris, this is a clinic in getting an early number because this game lands three and this line was two last night was three for a while this morning and then went to three and a half. So talk about the importance of grabbing that early number when you have a line that you really like. Yeah. If you really like a line like Kmart did, you have to snag it early. Of course, there's no telling. Uh, We don't know if sharps are going to some, for some reason, hammer the line and make it go lower. Um, but you can always add if you get a better line, right? If it goes lower, if you really love it and say, shit, I think there's value here. Um, you know, it's down to a pick em or one. But like Kmart said, uh, you want to take the best number. And so once you saw it go up to three, three and a half, um, it's unfortunate if you did. Uh, if you bought it and pushed, there you go. Good for you. Um, but yeah, always get the, the best number. A lot of sharps always say that. Um, they, if they see, you know, they think the steam's going to go the other way, they're going to nab it uh, the night before and, and, and take that value. And Kmart, it kind of just depends on what you expect, right? Like you, if you expect the public to be all over a side, then that's where you might wait and let the public push that number up and up and up. But I mean, in some cases you are better off betting it the night before or early in the morning, if it's a later game or something like that. Give me a scenario where you might wait until right before a game starts to play a to play a game or a side. Well, yeah, I mean, to start with these two games today that I was on, I mean, kind of, kind of square with what we've been kind of going against. I saw the injury to Ben Simmons. He could be out. And just in the history of the Sixers, they really don't play well with one of Embiid or Simmons out that team just kind of goes trash I saw that at minus one or minus two last night so I jumped on it knowing today it could be even I thought it might close at minus four I'm not too sure what it did I didn't really bother with it because I already had them at a good number um the other game uh with the Spurs plus three I thought that was going to come down but I was actually on the public side so that kind of made me nervous, um, but I still like the matchup. Um, I wasn't going to go against it. Um, and that was kind of a coast-to-coast. Eh, little, got a little quirky there in the fourth quarter, but, you know, for the most part, they were near a 10-digit lead for the majority of the game. Um, I'm trying to think, like, 
for instance, tomorrow, the uh, Toronto Bucks game. There's not a line quite yet for it, but that's a game I, I would probably wait because, um, you know, public's probably going to jump on the better team in the Bucks, but that's a line I might want to wait on for uh, for the Raptors because that's a, a potential Eastern Conference finals matchup there. Uh, we're going into the final couple couple days here in the bubble, and that's actually a very important game for both those teams. And Chris, just to get you in here real quick, kind of with what we're talking about here, you have something as you look ahead to tomorrow, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but it has to do with what we're talking about. Exactly. Like Kmart said, uh, he'd wait on that one. Another one I'm seeing right now that uh, smells again. I'm the poopy guy. It smells and it's something that you might want to wait on because I'm seeing right now Phoenix is laying four against a way better, if you will, quote unquote on paper, OKC team. And looks like a lot of the action is on OKC right now. So if you like Phoenix, and you think, okay, there's a lot of action on it, maybe it'll go down to three and a half or three, then you can wait and try to get a better line on those Suns. I don't really see it going up to five, but if it does, then the people that like OKC can you know, snag a better number. So just take a look, and that's when you can just – patience comes in and, and hope it goes your way. Kmart, any, any comments or anything to add on what Chris is talking about here? Yeah, so, you know, I was, I'm on covers, uh, you know, for, you know, everyone to know what kind of lines I'm at least looking at here tonight. I show, it's pretty split, but I show 59% lean on OKC. And that opening line was Phoenix minus three. Now it's jumped up to minus four. So, Chris, would that be, would that still be something we'd want to wait on and hope that line comes down? Or is that kind of showing that sharp money might be on the Suns? Yeah, it looks like they're on, like I said, it's a stinky line. I'd, I'd take Phoenix because you're looking at a team that's a worse record. Uh, people love OKC, their cover. We talked about it a couple of days ago. They're cover kings. Um, they're, they're really good against the spread. And so people probably look at it and go, I'm going to take the points, at least the public, right? Like we don't know. The Sharps are probably on our side. They're thinking like us. But the public, if they get a ton of action on OKC, they might make it a little more, uh, you know, they might – have those those people uh, take that those points and lure them in with it so we just don't know you know uh, I would think it might hover right around there but if I see three and a half tomorrow morning then hey I got a half point of value overnight so right let's get to some other games that we actually have pending right now and then touch on a couple things that happened earlier today this was a, a pretty big sports Sunday we'll get to the PGA championship here in a couple minutes. Uh, we are holding a Kings plus six. That was another number that we grabbed really early. And then Chris, we had some sharp action bring that number down, correct? Yes, I think uh, Kmart, uh, did you see it close around? I think I saw five. I saw, I I saw five too. Yeah, so at least a point. Yeah, so we grabbed six earlier when we saw this morning that the Kings are only getting about one out of five tickets. So uh, classic Kings where they surprise everybody and they upset the Pelicans the other day public gets on them against the Nets they fall on their face and now the public has completely bailed so we were buying low on Sacramento and they're down five at the half so we're definitely alive there uh the other one we have right now is we're on the Indians under train uh they are three to two uh White Sox are up three to two in the seventh inning so we've got uh two and a half more innings to sweat out uh and under seven there that was a super low number with Bieber fever on the mound. Um, and then the last one we have, we had some NHL, actually the final 
qualifying round today in the NHL. Uh, we saw Maple Leafs minus 170 at a coin flip game and said fade you. So we're on the Blue Jackets plus 150, and they are currently leading one nothing in the second period. So we'll see what happens there in hockey. All right. We're going to recap the PGA Championship and share some thoughts on that, and then we will look ahead to a Monday slate. But first, we want to talk to you guys briefly about Anchor and tell you about the site here that we use that made all our podcast dreams come true. Okay, Chris, you were sitting next to me on my couch being a fat ass with me watching the end of the PGA Championship. Double fisting. How about your boy Morikawa? Wow. Uh, anybody who watched saw him just hit that chip. He had a bad shot. He chips it in and just all the momentum. He never looked back. Uh, he chipped it. It caught the rough and just checked for him, went right in. Then he proceeds to hit an unbelievable drive home at, set him up for an eagle putt. Uh, and he, he just won, I think, uh, by ended up by two strokes or so. So gave anybody those with those minus 10. Uh, everyone's like, oh, my guy's tied. Nope. Morikawa ran away with it. Yeah, we had like a, a seven-way tie for the lead at 10 under. And we we're like, oh, man, are we going to – they had the guy come on and talk about how they're going to do the playoff. And we're thinking, how are they going to do a six-man playoff in one group? And then all that drama just blew up when Morikawa unleashed a drive on 16 and then made about an 11-footer for Eagle, and, and that was all she wrote. So PGA Championship was pretty epic. Uh, Could have been a lot more dramatic, but Morikawa just – pulled his cock out <laughs> yeah. and said game over. So 23 good, uh, year old. Good for him. Yeah. He good makes cuts. Guy. He's always firing and uh, took home a major. And you know, Riley's happy to see Dustin Johnson come up short. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he made birdie on 18, which might even put him into tie for second. He's familiar with second place, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tie for second. There you go. Uh, Kmart, any, anything on the PGA Championship for you? Just first major in, in a crazy major season this is going to be to end 2020. Uh, Tiger Woods, irrelevant. We hate to see that. Yeah, hate to see that. You know, I, I, I caught a lot of the early action on the PGA. Didn't really pay too much attention once uh, the weekend came just because I'm a Tiger homer. And I'm – Honestly, not that interested if he's not in contention. I really don't give a fuck about Bryson DeChambeau. He's a douche. I don't really care about most of the guys. I've never heard of Morikawa before, although, you know, he's a California-grown kid. Kind of kind of reminds me of a young Tiger, so who knows? Maybe he'll become my next uh, favorite golfer. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – it was it was a fun finish. I mean, no fans, but you know, it was it was good live action on TV, and definitely looking forward to the start of a new golf season. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of looking forward, we can look at tomorrow. Uh, the only thing we don't have going on tomorrow is the NHL since their qualifying round ends today, and then we've got a few days until the Stanley Cup playoffs actually start. Uh, Chris, you looking ahead to anything tomorrow? Yeah, I am looking. Uh, I use covers too, like Kmart said. The game I mentioned earlier, I will be looking at Phoenix. It just, uh, it, it really does smell to me. I don't know how I, I often think of how I would make a line if I was a bookmaker. I don't know if I would make it that high. It's kind of telling me that they just think that uh, Phoenix is, is really itching for that what they're they're in line to make what that last spot that ninth seed okay mario yeah you'll have a better grasp of of kind of how the seeding is looking 
Phoenix is looking pretty strong, right? Are, are they the last undefeated team in the bubble? Yeah, they're 5-0. and um, I believe Portland, San Antonio, and Phoenix are kind of the three uh, kind of fighting it out for that nine seed, even the eight seed, because we got Memphis there with 38 losses too. Um, so, I mean, those eight, nine seeds, I mean, it's coming down to the wire. I mean, New Orleans, Sacramento, they're still right there, too. So it's its going to be nuts. These final three games, definitely – I'd have to look at the schedule, but I'm kind of leaning towards um, Portland and San Antonio becoming the eight and nine seeds. Phoenix is still a game behind San Antonio, and it's hard to go against Popovich. Yeah, and that streak, what, 22 straight seasons or something. Um, yeah, so I'd probably look at Phoenix. And then I'm seeing, uh, is this the right line? Dallas is laying Mavericks minus two over the Jazz yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I'd probably lean. Jazz are just, just ho-hum here. Like, you just don't know what to expect. Dallas is playing weird also, but they seem to always be in their games, and they're trying hard. Um, they had an epic win for me. Uh, yesterday, if you didn't know, you don't follow Fade Jew. You saw the big dog day Dookie Dick parlay of the century yesterday. They came through money line for me, so I might ride that Mavericks train. Luca's got a nice, nice uh, cock, and we're gonna ride it to the promised land, folks. Kmart, I want your take on uh, what Chris is looking at in the NBA, and then maybe follow it up with: uh, Do you see another Fade Lakers opportunity? Um, so the funny thing is, is I'm actually right now, if I, if this game were starting tonight, I would probably be leaning the jazz, but I'm going to wait. This, this is probably a game where I'm going to be waiting until, uh, pretty close to noon Eastern. So that's definitely a follow fade you sports on Twitter to catch our play on that. Uh, it might be another head to head Kmart dookie. Um, but it's hard to go against Donchers and Porzingis right now. They're starting to play out of their mind. Um, it's just, did they play? play play up for the bucks are we going to see that performance against a jazz team that's still missing a couple pieces but again this is this is one of those matchups where it could be a potential first rounder so you're gonna get both teams coming in it wanting to beat each other because they're it's gonna continue in the next week with momentum they want to have that victory in the head to head because it's just extra confidence and all that bullshit um, as far as the Lakers, though, I see minus four and a half now. I would probably take the Lakers minus four on that. They've now had a three-game skid. They don't want to be going into the playoffs on a five-game losing streak. They're, wanting, they're going to want to start getting victories. So if I see that all their starters are playing, uh, I might be, uh, might be taking the Lakers minus four on that. But another one, I'm going to kind of wait and see what that line does because if it becomes public and goes to five and a half, six. I mean, I'll probably be forced to take nuggets there. Chris, do you agree with Kmart? Do you see this, you know, we've been fading the Lakers and making money off of that. Do you see a case here where maybe we can buy low on the Lakers after a couple of losses where they've definitely not performed well in the favorite role? Yeah, you definitely have to look for the market adjustments. You know, Lakers, maybe if they had – been raping their last few games you'd probably have a seven and a half eight point line maybe even six and a half highest and you're looking at you know 
people are also a lot, it looks like a lot of the public are saying, Hey, we'll, we'll take a feisty nugs team with those points. And when you see a square dog, what do we do? Mike, uh, Matt, we run for the Hills. So, and we'll take the value on the favorite any day. Absolutely. Uh, either of you have anything in major league baseball tomorrow, Kyle, I'll, I'll jump to you first. Uh, you saw the Dodgers have a nice little comeback win over the John. Nobody thought the giants were going to do it two days in a row. I mm-hmm. hope. Uh, do you see anything when you look into MLB tomorrow and then we'll throw it over to Chris? You know, as I said, the begin this show, I'm going to kind of take a, I, I like the Diamondbacks today. I like the Astros today, both, both plus money, both feeling good. And I, I got slaughtered in both of them. So I don't know if I'm going to be picking much baseball. I might be just focusing on the NBA until the NBA is over and just leaning on you two for this but uh early look here if i were to gun to the head pick one game um i might be taking i mean we got the a's on a nine game winning streak now i see the angels are only plus 115 so i might still be leaning on the oakland a's there we got the Dodgers at home against the Padres, but they're laying 172. I'm not going to risk my 5-0 run line on that. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that might be the only one I'm going to really be looking at is uh, the Oakland A's and LA Angels. Chris, you see anything on the baseball? And we've got to actually get to – we'll rewind here in a second. And just for some people who haven't been listening or following, we got a couple of uh, – little MLB trends that we've been cashing on. We'll get to those in a second, just so everybody becomes aware of them. But when you look ahead to tomorrow, what do you see? I'm looking at that uh, game Kmart mentioned to the Dodgers and the Padres. It's looking like all the actions coming in on the Dodgers. They're laying it. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the big DDD parlay that cashed for me yesterday, I faded the Dodgers. I took Cueto, said, get off me, Kershaw, and cashed that parlay. And uh, guess what? I might say Dodgers get off me again and uh, take a waiver on those Padres. Um, they're a legit team this year. We've seen it. Uh, they destroyed the D-backs time and time. And they're going to want to, you know, come from down south and, and sh- tell the Dodgers that they're legit this year. And so I might take a look at that uh, tomorrow, Matt. If people don't know and you haven't caught on yet because you haven't been paying attention to much baseball with all the NBA going on, the Padres can hit, man. Uh they had nine through three innings today against Madison Bumgarner, who kind of looks like a shell of his former self. But uh, keep an eye on our boy Fernando Tatis Jr., just absolutely raking right now, hitting 322. Uh, he's got seven jacks. So, yeah, San Diego, if you think San Diego, these are the same old Padres can't hit, that maybe they're an under team, uh, check that lineup because these guys can hit. So watch out for those fathers, as yes. we like to say. Uh, anything else you're looking at? Uh, that's it right now. I, I'm not seeing all the lines for all the NBA and the MLB. Um, like Matt said earlier, follow Fade U Sports. That's with the U on Twitter because once these lines come out and we sniff them and uh, we see any value in any which way, we're going to go ahead and let you know and we're going to post them. And they've been absolutely hot. I don't know if you have seen the last week, but this is we're on an unreal run. 
probably at least a 60, 65% clip. Like Kmart said, when we agree on an NBA side, it's fire. And when we sniff out these poopy MLB lines, it's fire. So take a look at the Twitter. Yeah. If you haven't been following the Twitter, here's just a little taste of what you've been missing. Uh, Chris, you have sniffed out some really shitty ass smelling lines in the Minnesota, Kansas city series three in a row, Matt Uh, Royals actually sweep the twins. Uh, Nobody saw that coming except our boy, Chris Duke cashing on the Royals day after day after day in the parlay. And they were in the, the dookie epic century parlay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you're not following the Twitter, you're also missing. uh, And we've got to give a huge assist to Josh Applebaum on this one. You know, if you've been following what's going on in baseball, there's a lot of makeup games, a lot of doubleheaders. Chris, how are we continuing to cash in game two of these doubleheaders? Yeah, I was just thinking about that earlier, Matt. The, this coronavirus has uh, these teams playing a lot more doubleheaders than you see in prior years with the 162-game schedule. So um, it's really great to cash on this because as maybe they would only happen every once in a while in years past, you're getting a lot of it this year. And uh, – We've seen it cashing in. And this is a large sample size we mentioned earlier. This is like the last 15 years. When something holds this long, it's it's a proven thing. You know, this isn't just uh, last year was was a casher. No, we're not going off last year. We're going back to 2005, 2003. So the better team uh, wins at a nice clip. And, and uh, the Braves did that for us today. Yeah, Kmart, we took a loss on it yesterday with the game two of the Yankees Rays. But we did come back with a winner today with the Braves. And like Chris said, we're going to see a lot of these doubleheaders. If the St. Louis Cardinals ever get to play baseball again, <laughs> uh, they're probably going to be playing a doubleheader like every day. Yeah, they've only played five games when teams who haven't been hit by uh, fake COVID are about 15, 16 in. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of chances at this with the Cardinals coming up. Uh, yeah, other other baseball that we seem to be on, Indians unders, they've been on an insane run. They're 12 out of the last 13, and we're in the top of the eighth, and we're sitting on five runs. So we may be 13 of the last 14, knock on wood. Let's not jinx that live on the podcast here. But, yeah, all kinds of MLB stuff for you guys. Follow the Twitter at FadeUSports with the letter U. All kinds of NBA wisdom from Kmart and Chris Duke. Any occasional hockey play of Columbus Blue Jackets still holding down that one nothing lead. So, oh, yeah. love to see it. Uh, Kmart, anything else from you before we call this one? Uh, no. No, I think we uh, touched it all. Last thing for you, Kmart, at what point do you live the Clippers down 13 to the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, well, you, now. That was, that, that's why you're hearing my phone ding because I was talking talking this through with another member of Fade You Sports. You guys might hear from him at some point and we were kind of talking about still taking the nets at plus money because they're holding a 13 point lead there's no pg 13 and you just kind of wonder if they even give a shit tonight so gonna give me a 13 point lead when the game's already started when i was only getting 10 and i'm still getting plus money why not throw it on that clippers come back he can kind of start throwing it there here and there so wasn't a bad play uh, you might have to wait for a Clippers run to get plus money because, Chris, I'm seeing that you can now take the Brooklyn Nets at minus 130. You can take the oh. Clippers at plus 102. At what point do you live the Clippers down to the Nets? They're down 17 currently in the second quarter. And there's no points. Do I have to money line or can you get any points? Uh, we can give you minus 115 on Clippers plus two. Plus two. Okay, yeah. 
I might take that, just take the extra points if somehow they get scrapped back into this and lose on a buzzer beater, take those points and lay minimal juice. All right, we're going to get you assholes on the record here and then shut this one down. Mm-hmm. Kmart, give me a final in this Nets-Clippers game. You get you get Brooklyn up 40-23 to 23 right now. How does this one end? Well, this one's going to end Brooklyn 125, Clippers 113. All right, so Kmart's taking the Nets to win this. Chris, give me a final. Big fat money line, huh? I'm going to say the Clippers come back and scrap their way into a very small victory. And if you took those 13 points before game time with the Nets, uh, or sorry, it went down to like nine before game time, I commented to Matt, how did it go down so far? You're still going to cash that that uh, underdog ticket. All right, we're going to start our next show, and we're going to see who's right. So for Chris Duke, for Kmart, this is Matthew James, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay.